Now more than ever, transportation business owners need industry experts at every stage in their company's life cycle. We bring them to you in the hot seat. Welcome to In the Hot Seat with the Tenney Group. It's good to be with you. We've got a special edition, former client, Dennis Munson with us today. Dennis, welcome to the hot seat. Good morning. Well, first off, just 30 seconds. Just tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and, and the company you recently sold. Um, company was Linstar Transfer. It was a logistics company specializing in last mile delivery, and uh, we sold it January 12th, 2020. I love it. So part of this special edition is kind of a one-year look back, and I'm excited about some of the feedback from that perspective. So are you ready for the heat, sir? Absolutely. All right, let's turn it up a little bit. So number one, what was what did it look like for you to prepare your business for sale? That's a great question. You, 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 you should start preparing 20 years before, but when I figured that out, I was 19 years into it. So, so we didn't, you know, and at that point, you're, you know, you're, I'm at a point in my life where I was ready to sell and uh, it's like, okay, we're not going to be able to do all the things that we ideally could do. Let's do what we can do before we um, actually put it on the market. I love that. So um, you had a great team, but also you had a really interesting approach. How did you prepare yourself both mentally and physically to go through what for a lot of people is a pretty demanding process of selling a company? Yeah, well, I think for most people it's pretty demanding. I haven't talked to an owner yet that says it isn't demanding. So um, you know, before, before we even made the decision or I made the decision to sell a company, uh, I wanted to make sure I was I was making it for the right reasons, and, and so from the standpoint, you know, I wanted I, I wanted to make sure that I was thinking right, and part of thinking right was was really changing, um, you know, sleep hygiene, uh, diet, exercise, and uh, just to make sure that I was healthy, and then and make the right decision to did I actually want to sell the company, and then. During after that, I, you know, we, we decided in uh, March, April, I think, uh, of 2019 to sell. And I knew that year was going to be a, uh, a, a stressful year and I needed to be on my A game. And so all of those um, decisions I made, I said, I'm just going to carry them through to the end of the sale. So, and unfortunately, they became habits and I've carried them through for the next year. So. I love that. Well, in addition to it to be physically demanding, it's also emotionally demanding. So, so what about the process? How did you control your emotions, um, especially in, in, in the later stages, you know, when, when negotiations became quite intense, um, fatigue set in? How did you control uh, your emotions so that you arrived at the outcome that, that, that you needed to arrive at? Yeah, I think uh, for me, that was maybe easier than than. The, the normal entrepreneur, the owner, business owner. Um, there were only a couple of times where, where you know, there were real highs and real lows. And um, there was a book um, called Finishing, Finish Big that was really helpful in, in terms of teaching you and preparing you for those uh, emotional highs and lows and how to deal with those. So, so I think I thought I was prepared for those, knew they were coming, and I think I handled them pretty well through that process. Uh, a little humor, if I remember correctly, was always a, a way to kind of diffuse uh, a lot of situations when we got ourselves into uh, some pretty intense situations. I always appreciated that 
well, humor, those that know me know that humor has been, been a way of life for me for a long, long time. And so uh, you, you, can't, you just can't take anything too serious. Well, and, and, I, and I say that, but it's not a small thing to keep things light uh, in the negotiations when you can break some tension with a joke here or there. It helps both parties uh, to kind of simmer down a little bit and get to the goal. So yeah, I, 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 that was great. I, I recall, I think it was the agreeing that I was a, a lazy something or another. And I think we also had a, a clause in the reps and warranties about um, somehow related back to a pregnant girlfriend, uh, as I recall. So, <laughs> Well, that's color. Um, I love that. So, um, you know, you had a process and when we ran this, there was many buyers that were interested in your company because of the great thing that you built. And so those buyers had different goals, different agendas for what they wanted to do with the business. And of course, um, all that had different implications for you, your family, community. What, how did you go about vetting buyers in your process to make sure that you got the right fit for your goals and for everything involved? Yeah, we, um, we didn't exclude anybody uh, at the beginning. You know, uh, we sent out the teasers uh, to, to a large number of people. I think we only excluded one or two companies from that. And then as we evaluated, I always felt uh, that we were, uh, I, I wanted, I thought we were strategic buy, not a financial um, you know, um, buy. And so really, I think after the, the letters of interest came in, we focused on the strategic buyers. And, and a large part of that is I was really concerned and as the process went in, became more and more concerned about uh, all the all the people that had had helped build the organization over the you know the thirty years, thirty five years to what it was. And so, taking care of them became, and finding the right culture fit for them became um, more and more important as the process went on. I think I recall you saying early on that you know you that hey everybody's focused on a pot of gold when they start the process, and then other things become more important as the process goes on. And, and that was exactly right. That's exactly what happened with me. That's pot of gold is important, though. Yeah, nothing wrong with a pot of gold. Uh, no, no judgment there. Um, one of the things that I enjoyed about working with you, Dennis, was, were, were the advisors that you had uh, on your team. And clearly, as part of your success, you shared with me that you always had great advisors uh, along the way of, of, of building a valuable business. How important was it for you to have um, experienced advisors during the sale process of that? Yeah, that, that that was critical. That was one of the reasons. Um, you know, uh, we hired the Tenney Group rather than trying to do it alone. As if you recall, uh, one of my advisors uh, didn't feel we needed to use the Tenney Group. I disagreed with him. Um, I think the question you asked was, you know, well, what do you think you can do? And and the response was. Everything. So, um, <laughs> I but, yes. yeah, I do. Yeah. So, so I, uh, but I didn't agree with that. So, um, you know, we, we surrounded ourselves. One of the pieces of one, one of the things that I would advise any owner is, um, you know, you got your relationships, you have your attorney, um, you know, and you have accountants and they say they can do things. I think you're really better off dealing with people who are that expertise and you're, you know, in my case, my, my general counsel at, Attorney, was not a mergers and acquisitions specialist. Um, and I asked him to refer me to mergers and acquisition specialists. And I think that's critical 
to get an attorney who deals in mergers and acquisitions, um, maybe not exclusively, but it's a large part of their practice. Hundred um, percent. Well, one year removed from the sale, what is um, what is one piece of advice beyond what we've already shared that you would, you know, having a little bit more uh, distance away from the transaction? What what is one thing that you would want to make sure that you pass on to another business owner as they look forward to, uh, you know, sell sometime in the future? Yeah, don't sell right before a pandemic that's going to force you to isolate in your basement for a year. <laughs> <laughs> there is one piece of advice. Um, you know, the the one of, one of the things that I remember um, in the process was don't run away from something, run to something. So so as you're selling your business, you're moving on to the next phase. Have an idea of what that's going to be and what that's going to look like. And um, and I had a I wouldn't say a, a crystal clear picture. I wasn't going to open a hot dog stand in Aruba, um, although there were times I wanted to when I owned the business and. Um, but I had an idea what I you know what I was going to do and how I was going to stay active and and stay, you know, involved. I've always liked being in business and and I continue to like being involved in business. And so, I've kind of gone to the to the other side, to your side, and and started and joined a group and and we're looking, um, you know, at companies. And so that's interesting to look at companies from a from the buyer's perspective, not the seller's perspective. And I understand a little bit better what our buyers were looking for, what they were attracted to, and you know some of the some of the things that they viewed as risks within our company better now. So, yeah, I love that. That's wonderful. All right, one last question, wild card for you. Now, you and I, part of how we got to know one another was we were fishing together in Saint Croix, uh, which I. I loved uh, and, and didn't really have any expectation that we would be doing business together a few months later. What, uh, and I know, I know you've fished all over the world. So for our network, business owners, fishing enthusiasts, what is the one place in the world that you would say that they must go fishing? I, I if I could do one more trip, which I, once this pandemic is open over, um, I'd go to the, I'd go to the Amazon, and uh, fish, it's just a completely different experience. You're so isolated. You know you're, you take a two hour float plane trip into the jungle, you know you're not getting out any other way than a two hour float trip back. And, and the variety of fishing and the people, uh, it's just a great experience. So hot though, hot, hot, hot. Well, and that's where we're gonna end the hot seat, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, uh, thank you for blessing us. With the opportunity to serve you, sir. Uh, good luck in this next chapter. Again, I'm Spencer Tenney. Thanks for joining us in the hot seat. We'll see you next time.